the question we ask ourselves is, what are the two biggest headlines that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? One of the best political minds in the nation, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, on the 2024 election, the Trump court cases, and the SCOTUS ruling. And then former immigration judge and expert Andrew Author talks about the new numbers from Homeland Security are shocking. The federal government sues the state of Texas for defending its borders. And then intelligence experts IQ Al Razuli and Ilana Friedman on Israel's three-month-old war with Hamas in Gaza is spiraling into a broader conflict that will have dire consequences for the world. You'll want to hear this broadcast in its entirety. Viewpoint this Sunday is next. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here and welcome into a whole new year. First broadcast of 2024. A big program today of uh, politics, immigration uh, and uh, foreign wars. And uh, that that uh, will keep us pretty busy for the next hour to be sure here. Uh, joining us at the top of the broadcast, a dear friend and uh, colleague here at the top here is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is here. Uh, Tony is the president of Project Sentinel and a CIA trained intelligence operations officer. Uh, with decades of experience in global national security. The Hard Truth with Tony Schaefer is a program placed 11 a.m. on the uh, network, of course. Uh, Tony, welcome in here and uh, Happy New Year to you, uh, sir. It is, we made it into a new year, brother. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's good to be here. And uh, I think we're in for a wild ride this year. Wild ride. That's, I can feel it in every every essence of my soul, uh, yep. sir. And I've been predicting it for some time. All right, so. Let me stop with a question that I don't want you to answer now, but we'll answer it at the uh, toward the end of our uh, conversation here. But uh, and, and I think it's a fair question I want to ask our, our guest today. What are the two biggest headlines that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? So don't answer it now. We'll come back right. to that question. OK, uh, let's start now with the uh, 2024 election. OK. So let me get a scope. Let's talk right now about the GOP, uh, the, the the primary, what's happening. Uh, you know, we see the conversations of Nikki Haley, of course, is in there, Ron DeSantis. Uh, that looks like those are going to be the two in the next debate. Everyone else is not going to make the stage from what I understand, right? Yeah, and, right. And, uh, right. So what happens with that in Trump? Is Does anybody have a chance at this point or is this totally Trump's? No, I think Trump's going to have it. What? Uh, uh, what are we in January right now? He'll have this, uh, I think, set up and done by March. I, I don't think there's going to be much in the way of a primary. I, 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 the two things that I think have impacted on Trump's candidacy that uh, that I've recognized, and I think maybe you have too, is that the more they come after him, the more they use what I would term lawfare against him, the more people who are not even Republicans see like, hey, there's something really wrong here. And I think they 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 grow in that. Secondly, the other thing that's going to impact on this is the fact that, you know, uh, you know, Joe Biden 
Beijing Joe is is I think um, at this point uh, so damaged that even even though I think uh, he is essentially Obama's fourth term, a third term, I think Obama wants a fourth term. Uh, I think that uh, people have recognized that the policies that he is the face of, I don't think he's smart enough or even cognizant enough to even know what he's professing. I don't think his speech yesterday actually uh, did any good regarding people taking it seriously when he called for you know Trump to be essentially banned because he's a threat to democracy, which drives me nuts since, you know, we all have a, we have a republic. Franklin said so. The the Federalist Papers 14 says so. Uh, anyway, I digress. The idea here is that uh, the Democrats have done su- such damage to their own cause. Those, those things coming together, Trump's popularity based on his, you know, kind of prevailing in all these lawfare actions, and then the Democrats doing self-damage, I think those things have ensured that Trump is going to be the man who's uh, the Republican nominee. Okay. You know, it's uh, when you use the word democracy there, and as opposed to a constitutional republic, Right. you know, it's ironic. Uh, I was just thinking here a moment, Tony, that... um, you know, it, it, I, I, it sounds to me like you do the same thing I do. I always hate to, uh, I question anytime the word democracy is used. Oh, I do too. I, I look around all, I look to the north, the south, the west, the east of that word to think, what are they really talking about? And I have to tell right. you, they they brutalize every word in the English language and they hijack it and it no longer becomes what it meant before. That's kind of what's happening with democracy, isn't it? It's crazy. It, it is. So I, I look at this from the perspective of I try to actually uh, look at language. And so <laughs> I did a, I did a talk to the local uh, the local American Legion uh, cool. uh, post 40. And, and I talk about this as a as a focus. So. I actually brought a copy of the Constitution with me, and I looked at the index, and not once, not once, Malcolm, is the word democracy used in in uh, the Bill of Rights or the Constitution. And by the way, that that was purposeful. It wasn't an accident. They didn't just they didn't just forget. Oh, I forgot to put it. No, they don't. They did not want a democracy. A democracy allows for. Uh, the terror of the majority to be inflicted on the minority. So it's kind of like, yeah, the, the 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 guiding principle of the founding fathers was checks and balances. The way you achieve yeah. checks and balances is by having divided government. So every time I hear people complain about, oh, Washington's broke, it's all this is like, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be broke. I'm sorry. The, I idea, love that, it. I love the it. idea of accumulating power in a single oh, source yeah. is not in the interest of the minority. And it's like oh, some yeah. of these folks are, 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 are you know, are vig- vigorous and they're saying, oh, we need to, you know, we need to get rid of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, of all these aspects of a divided government because we want to get things done. It's like, no, you, right, you will, right. it, essentially it's a path to mob rule. So that's why I always push back on anybody who says, no, we want to, we're a democracy. We are yeah. purposely not a democracy. You know, and, and what you say there uh, should give everybody uh, a good feeling. I mean, the, the way you say that, because in other words, we're pushing back on this uh, the, this craziness, but we're supposed to. This is all right. by design, a lot of it. So, exactly. No, it's, a, it's a great yeah. reminder. It's a fun- fantastic reminder you say here at the start of the year. I'm so pleased because it just, it, we've got to put everything in the right mindset, Tony, to be of able course. to have these discussions and what have you. All right, let's talk about the Supreme Court here. Yeah. Um, so they've agreed uh, to take uh, Trump's appeal of uh, this uh, disqualification on the Colorado. Of course, we've seen what Maine did. Michigan, of course, did the opposite. Um, other states have been looking, but now they're looking to all of these uh, cases. Uh, this will 
So question is now, it looks like they're going to rule on this uh, pretty quick here. They fast track this thing. They have to, yeah. obviously, by yeah, February 8th, the arguments, the oral arguments. And then, uh, of course, the Colorado Republican primary is March 5th. Right. So what do you think, um, what becomes of this now? Because they're using the, the states are using the 14th Amendment. The real trick to this pony is the insurrection word. There was, you know, it was, it was, no one's ever been accused of it, but the word right. is another word that's been thrown around with the dictionary. Go ahead. So I take a step back. And again, uh, the reason I've been brought in to advise folks, because I, I often see things differently, and I see things completely differently than everybody else. Malcolm, let me ask you a, a practical question. Uh, do you own a house? Yeah. Okay. So uh, say one day you decide, um, gee, I've got some really cool stuff. If you break into your own house, if you break in and say uh, you steal your own TV, is that a crime? If you steal your own TV? Yeah, no, you say, no, you can steal no. your own TV. So, so the day of sixth of January, who was president of the United States of sixth of January of of twenty twenty one? That's it. It was Trump. So, can you have an insurrection against yourself? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm completely. It's like insurrection by definition. He was the government. Crime. You're suggesting he was he, the government. He was the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't insurrect against yourself. Now, you can say that he inspired. Uh, protestations and riots, right. or maybe I don't even because I was there. I just posted on my Facebook this morning. I was there in the crowd down by the Washington Monument. It was like a circus atmosphere. Nobody was angry. So my the the practical is that you cannot you cannot you cannot break into your house and claim that you were robbed. You cannot have an insurrection against yourself if you're the sitting president. Right. right. Interesting uh, juxtaposition. It is. I mean, that, it's yeah. just you, it's not legally. Yeah. Sustainable. You cannot say he insurrect. You can say he interfered with government mm. process. Yeah. But the bottom line is he left office at the time that the Constitution required. Will the Supreme Court say that? Uh, will the Supreme Court back this up? Any question in your mind or does he? No. Just... I mean, any, any, again, practical. Okay. I, I think, as a matter of fact, this is one of the things that's going to come out of that because the court's going to see this like me. It's like he was the president. He can't insurrect against himself. Well, let me ask you this. The, the court is a 6 3 uh, majority because of Trump, basically. Yeah. We haven't had right. that in our lifetimes to that degree right. here. And that's why we're seeing some of the things roll back to on a more constitutional flavor these days. And it's upset on the Marxist left. They're going out of their ballistic minds they are. Uh, in every aspect. So some are saying this is kind of so politically in, in charged that some of the there's some I'm here. Some people say some of the justices are going to overthink it and try to play the opposite spectrum because we know the court is political. Anybody who thinks the court's not is. political is a moron. I mean, I, I've heard that as a kid. Oh, the Supreme, that's, that's, that's about as political as you could be. I mean, so, uh, you know, I mean, everybody looks at the Constitution, comes away seeing different things to this group of people. But so could that say where they overplay the political aspect of this or is that, no. that not even a case? I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to... Um, okay. So, no, it's going to be something like 7-2 or something like that, because I think you're even going to have someone on the left that recognize that, first off, even if you, the premise is he, he committed some act of uh, of rebellion against the country, that's never been proven. He was impeached, but the impeachment didn't go anywhere. So it's kind of like, okay, if you want to look at what he was charged with by the House of Representatives, the Senate didn't sustain it. That's one victory for Trump. And then the fact is no court of law has charged or found him guilty. So, you know, you could, the premise could be, well, he, he committed this 
uh, okay, when has it been adjudicated by a completely independent court of law? It hasn't. So the idea of a of a of a court in in uh, color in uh, Colorado deciding to, to 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 play literally judge, jury, and adjudicator, and or this knucklehead in Maine who's not even an elected official, who's not even a lawyer, declaring that oh, I think that the president did something along this line. It's like. Uh, it's, it's like a nuclear. It's like someone saying, "I'm I'm going to build a bomb," and you're not a nuclear physicist. Like it, it doesn't really follow. Okay. So, I just don't see any way that okay. that the, the Supreme Court does not uh, prevail. Well, that's going to uh, be a big case. Uh, we'll be, yeah. we'll be all over that. You and I'll be talking about it a hit here. I'm certain. Oh um, yeah. Now let's talk about Biden versus Trump. Let's talk about the general election more yeah. so. Uh, there's been you know there was speculation even you and I even probably talked about this, but some months back. Uh, there were many who thought that once the delegates were all pulled and everything was done, that at the last moment they would probably do a uh, uh, probably do a um, a bait and switch with uh, Joe Biden uh, because basically the DNC picks the candidate anyways. The people don't. They do. They, they've been they doing do. that for a long time, and oh yeah, pe- people do not have a vote in the DNC. I wish people. No, would it's realize amazing. That. It is. Yeah. It is. It is freaking crazy. I mean, and is. then they want to talk about democracy. <laughs> Give me a joke. No, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it is a joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so with this here now, um, the cards are being flipped in both cases. And Biden, of course, is out there, as you say, in a speech the other day, talking about him being a threat to democracy. Again, the, the whole democracy yeah. thing. We have to keep pointing out what should be obvious to folks, but is not. Right. Um, now, do they do, do you see Biden as being the man standing there with the DNC or do they do that? Because uh, right now it looks like they've been real quiet. You've noticed how quiet they've been. The the, yeah. the, the betters there in the DNC have been really uh, uh, carefully uh, watching their words. Is that what's going to happen at the end of this thing? Is it a Biden versus Trump? Does America see the writing on the wall? Um, what are the you know, what, what happens here? So I think the people in charge, who was not Biden, by the way, the Democrat Party, probably the Obama acolytes, are the ones really pushing the current scenario. So as you point out correctly, the Democrats are the most undemocratic party out there. Here in North Carolina, for example, you'll laugh at this, but probably not. Uh, the the North Carolina Democrats have decided, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Marianne Williamson and this other congressman, congress member, yeah, they're nationally recognized as candidates for the Democratic nominee. And yeah, our own rules say that they have to be on the ballot. But yeah, we're going to break our own rules. Joe Biden will be the only candidate on the ballot in North Carolina. That's how extreme this is getting. I want to get your opinion before we get into the big prediction there, please, uh, real quick of the New York civil case here with Letitia yeah. James. I seen the other day, uh, they're looking, wow, they're really, really looking to not just sucker punch him in the gut, but they're looking to strip him of everything and really, uh, yeah. you know. So $370 million, what they're looking to the judge. Now, we know the judge, they're all in the tank. Um, you know, this again, uh, never to do business in the state, on and on and on and on. Uh, the judge has already showed his hand. Uh, again, right. this is one more case of others. They're trying to mar him up as much as they can prior to uh, the election. And of course, Jack Smith is on the other hand pushing. That's all still ongoing, w- whether he gets the dates he wants or not. What happens with the civil case today? What's the bottom line? So let's start with Jack Smith. Jack Smith is going to be uh, fired. Uh, Ed Meese, my friend Ed, you know, former attorney general, yes. since attorney general, has written a very strong uh, uh, briefing 
to the Supreme Court saying, hey, this guy was not legally appointed. And if you read, I do recommend people go out and read that memo. It was done by Heritage Foundation. Okay. Ed does have his own, uh, uh, the Ed Meese Foundation for Law and all that's over at Heritage. So you so think he'll he be fired, it. you say, Jack Smith? Wow. Uh, yeah, no, he, he, Jack Smith cannot serve as a special prosecutor. They completely abandoned the congressionally driven a uh, constitutionally approved process for appointing a special prosecutor. Well, it wasn't outside he's, of the system, number one. Right, I mean, it was inside right. the damn system, right? Right. right. So he's, it's it's going to fail on the merit. That is to say the appointment's going to yeah. fail on the, on the fact they didn't follow. So I think that's going to all go away. Well, it was never, quickly. you know, we talked about that right up day number one. It was yeah. never really a special counsel, uh, Tony. I mean. It's not. No. It's not. So I think that's going to, so I think Ed's correct. I, well, I know I know his legal thinking is, is, is flawless. The question becomes, well, the courts act appropriately, and I think they will. I think this is another thing that's, yeah, it's going to be kind of a no-brainer. It's like Smith was not appropriately. He was not confirmed by the Senate. He's got to go. And I think everything that Trump was charged for with and by, by Smith goes away. So, so this is off. what you say right there is a huge deal. That's huge. I mean, that would blow the whole thing up in big they ways. Were. And there's no question nothing would happen before any election. That could be historic what you say right there what about the civil case do they does that well, stand same thing. so the civil civil case is going to take a long a little bit longer but the same outcome so first off the idea that they're they're charging trump with victimous you know with essentially uh, crimes of there, there's no victims like oh uh right, right you basically right. provided information and said the property was worth more than it is like um, well, first off, they're disputing that appropriately. It's like, like they, I think they, uh, Mar-a-Lago was a, was a, assessed at eighteen million dollars. Like, are you kidding me? Property goes for for literally three times that, four times that on a routine basis. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think first yeah. off, it's going to be like you're kidding me, right? Secondly, the idea that you're going to take the the weight of the judicial system of New York and go after a private citizen is insane. I think just on that right there, the Supreme Court is going to say, no. So this this, in other words, stand. even if they got victory, they, this thing would be appealed, appealed, and appealed. There would be, I assume, right? There would be yeah. uh, the ongoing. It's all going to be swatted down at the, at the Supreme Court. You know, you know I, I see a visual here in my mind, Tony, of a cartoon real quick here. And I see them over there, Letitia James and the judge and the rest of them. And they're out there with a little bonfire. And they're trying to light matches quickly. To, yeah. In other words, there's no smoke, there's no fire, but they're trying to get some smoke yeah. quickly and some fire quickly. So they're out there with a the cartoon, lighting the damn matches quickly, yeah. trying to get the fire going. There's no fire. There's yeah. no, well, go. And they're sitting there saying, what the hell do we do now? Right? I mean, right. what's going on? It is. It's, it's lawfare. It's basically using any element yeah. of the U.S. legal system they can find. You know, if they could get him uh, on uh, walking, jaywalking with intent to loiter, they would get him on that. So I, mean, right. I swear to God. So, right, let yeah. me come back to the big question now. Yeah. And uh, so now that we've covered all of this, I want you to think a moment, step back here and let's think about the year 2024. And what are the two biggest headlines that you believe will have the greatest uh, impact on Americans in 2024, sir? The two things I think are going to be most impactful is going to be essentially the decision by the powers that be of who runs in place of Joe Biden. I don't think Joe's going to make it. I don't. I, I just, I, I think uh, the obvious impairment that is physically, uh, vis that's visible, you can't hide it, is going to require that they do something to change horses, probably at the convention. I think it's going to be at the convention they change horses. And, and secondly, I think it's going to be uh, what happens in October, November. Uh, again, I don't see Trump backing down. I don't see Trump uh, losing the primary. I think he's going to be the candidate. Mm -hmm. The question becomes, what will they do in desperation once it looks 
Mm. Like he's going to win. In other words, they're not going to let him in. Be they're not going to let him win. President, you're saying. Mm. I'm saying that you're you're going to see some things that you would never have thought you're going to see in a. Are we talking about? Are we talking about a a a genuine spark that would create such unrest in our nation? Whatever you want to classify it as, uh, civil war, revolution, where I hear all the terms being thrown around. Is that what we're talking about? I think the left is that stupid. Yes, I do. I remember the civil war started based on a number of of. of events that led up to Fort Sumter and the fire. So I think you're, you're looking at a very similar situation. Yeah. And I'm not the only one saying this. I'm, this is not original Tony Schaefer. This is others. Yeah. Uh, Ted Poole yeah. said this. I mean, yeah. not, uh, Tim Poole has said this and some others. The, the left will not yeah. give up power, period. They will not do it. And they're willing to burn down the edifice to maintain their power if that's required. So that's what's scary. We'll buckle up. We have some extra seatbelts here, a couple of airbags right. too, Tony. So we'll buckle up here and be ready for it. But uh, we'll take the blows as they come and do what's got to be done here. Stay right there, friends. We'll join you just on the other side here on Viewpoint this Sunday. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back into Viewpoint this Sunday. My fellow Americans, uh, it is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here and uh, first broadcast of the new year for Viewpoint this Sunday. I'm privileged to have you with me always uh, and Happy New Year 2024. Uh, let's try to make it happy, right? For sure. Uh, it's going to be a big year of news and a lot of things we'll be covering. We have really uh, raised the bar on the platform, as you'll see back at AmericaOutloud.news. And uh, I encourage you to get involved with the uh, Q&A session on any of the shows. You go to any show page right off the menu, uh, visit your favorite show, and you can talk directly to the host there and uh, to ask them your questions and uh, keep it real uh, throughout the year here. So I encourage you to do that. Help us share the out loud truth. Um, It is uh, amazing the revamp of the new platform and we're getting nothing but uh, major kudos in for the work. Uh, A little different than a lot of new sites intentionally by design, of course. And, uh, but that's the way we do it here. Uh, We're gonna get into a very serious topic now. And uh, I think it's, uh, as I predicted last year in 23, I mean, we could argue it's an arguable point, but the the biggest news story of our times right now, and that is the illegal migrant immigration and the changing of America right in front of our eyes. 
Uh, welcome onto the broadcast here. Andrew Arthur you know, joins me here. He's a former immigration judge. He is now the resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies in Washington, D.C. Uh, surely one of the, uh, I think, the premier immigration uh, organization in our nation, to be sure. Uh, Art is uh, tremendously informed and um, has his fingers on the pulse of this. Anxious to talk to you here. Art, uh, first, Happy New Year. Welcome into the broadcast. Privileged to have you here always, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, my best uh, for the new year to all of your listeners. Amen. Yeah, indeed. Um, now, here's the question I want to pose at the start, but I, I would prefer you not to answer it now and answer it at the toward the end of our broadcast. But uh, let's think about this as we talk about predictions into 2024 and your 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 expertise is in this field um, very much so. But uh, what are the two biggest headlines that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? We'll come back to that uh, toward the end of our talk here. I want to start, if you don't mind, um, with this uh, big point, and then we'll get an idea. You've got a little bit of breaking news as well. Uh, actually, let's do that first. Let's get to your point, because you've got this uh, big uh, report here with the Homeland Security. Let's do that first, and then I'll get into the state of Texas and what we're doing there. Let me give you the floor, Art. Go ahead. Thank you, Malcolm. Well, uh, one of the uh, things that I've harped on about the Biden administration uh, over the last couple of years has been a lack of transparency. Uh, we don't really know what it's doing at the southwest border. You know, we could see the migrants that get released at the border. We could see the migrants that show up in big cities like New York and Chicago and Philadelphia. But we don't really know a whole lot about you know, what exactly is going on down there. We know that Border Patrol agents are overwhelmed uh, processing, transporting, and all too often releasing illegal uh, migrants at the southwest border. In fact, about 90% of all agents are off the line. They're not stopping drugs. They're not stopping uh, criminals from coming into the country because they're so overwhelmed dealing with people who have, uh, you know, turned themselves in pretty safe in the knowledge. Uh, Art, let me stop you there and ask you a question. I think, and I want people to understand this, I think what's happened is all these border agents and their whole system, and correct me on this, please, but it looks like they've turned into more or less administrative people, processing kind of people. So here's the here's the juxtaposition on this. When the uh, administration says, we need more money, more money, more money, more money, we need this, 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 it's not about stopping what they're obviously doing. It's about administrating and processing and flowing these people into the country. Is that a wrong or right statement? No, you're absolutely correct. And that's a key point. They've basically been turned into clerk typists with uh, badges and guns down at the uh, southwest border. They're more of a welcoming committee uh, for, you know, illegal migrants down there than they are the world's, you know, premier border law enforcement agency, which is what they've traditionally done. And I think that that's, you know, intentional. If you looked at the Biden administration's campaign statements, if you've looked at certain things that Biden administration officials uh, have said, they took a very dim view of how Border Patrol operated in the past. In fact, one high ranking uh, DHS official uh, during the Trump administration, referred to Border Patrol as President Trump's, quote, personal militia, close quote. So, you know, it is, you know, the Biden administration, the people in the Biden administration have taken a fairly dim view of the Border Patrol agents, you know, the handful, uh, you know, about 19,000 plus people down at the southwest border, according to 2020 numbers, the Biden administration won't release those numbers either. 
uh, who patrol that 1,954-mile border. So, yeah, you know, we just, the Biden administration has been very closed-mouthed, not just with the American people, but with Congress about what it's doing down there. And that's one of the big issues that I've had. The other big issue that I've had with them uh, is that, you know, whenever there are bad border numbers, they will release them in news dumps. They'll dump them, you know, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, or even in the uh, case of the November border numbers, they released them right before the Christmas uh, weekend. So, I mean, it's, you know, this is not good. Uh, it's it's not good statistical hygiene. It's not good public relations, but they want to hide the numbers from the American people. And so they do, do that deliberately. So this is all by design, you're saying. And so really their goal, it sounds to me like artists, to keep us uh, really uh, dumb and stupid. Uh, yeah, as, uh, the pictures and the videos always show a different story than what, what is really going on. And we just don't have all the insight, but that's by design. They don't want people to be informed on what they're up to. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, I mean, that's the only conclusion that I can draw. Normally, those Border Patrol numbers, those uh, border numbers are available on the 15th of every month. But, you know, go back to the 2022 election when we were getting the uh, numbers for fiscal year 2022 those weren't released until about six days late. They were released on a Friday night after early voting. It already started in about five states, I think. So, yeah, you know, the the numbers aren't good. The administration knows they're not good from its perspective. And for that reason, it deliberately releases them, you know, sort of under the cover of darkness when nobody's looking. And when most reporters have gone home for the weekend, hoping that people won't, you know, take notice of them when they come back on Monday. So, yeah, that's been... Sort of that's been a major issue that I've had. You know, I, uh, you know, there's been many a Saturday morning when I've had to digest and you know publish information about what was you know released the night before. Uh, again, you know, I don't want to you know make this about me, but you know, even Bill Malugin and some other big reporters, Bill Malugin, of course, is with Fox News. You know, have complained about this tendency of the Biden administration to do that. But that does bring me to uh, a rather remarkable disclosure that was issued uh, on the on Friday afternoon passed uh, by the Office of Homeland Security Statistics. They actually told uh, you know the public to the degree that the public is paying attention how many people have been released and counted and released by Customs and Border Protection at the southwest border in the last two fiscal years, FY 2022 and FY 2023. And Malcolm, brace yourself for this number. It's 2,057,000 plus individuals, aliens with no right to enter the United States, most of whom entered the United States illegally, wow. who have been released into the United States. And to put that number into context, if they were all living in one state, it would be the 37th largest state wow. in the union. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> shocking, shocking numbers. And that's only what they reported. In other words, that's only what they admit to, uh, you know. Yeah, are... That's that's only what they admit to. And, you know, wow. honestly, the number is worse than that because it also includes 200,000 plus unaccompanied alien children. Wow. You can add that to the figure. Uh, and it doesn't include uh, numbers on aliens who were encountered by CBP who were passed over to ICE and who were released by ICE. There's another half million people included in uh, in those transfers I know nothing about. 
So the number could be as high as 2.7, 2.8 million, depending on how you want to calculate it. That's it's stunning. And as you say, it, it takes folks like you and people like uh, Center for Progression Studies, frankly, to get into the weeds to uh, back to your point there. Uh, to make this information readily available because no, most people are living their lives and they're not dumping into those reports and let alone the smoke and mirrors game that Homeland Security is playing and the, the Biden administration is playing very clearly. The damage and uh, unrest, the economic uh, d- demise and the um, standard of living, maybe the way I'd put it, is going to have a massive impact on this. Now we see the blue state cities and uh, states, the governors and mayors, are pushing back in, in in pretty significant ways. That's a big story to come out of all this. But here's another thing. You know, this this is crazy. What I want to talk about right now is a good segue to this point here, uh, Art. And uh, and that is the state of Texas. And that is Governor Greg Abbott. Um, that is the Senate Bill Four. And that is the work that they're doing. And that, well, let me even go further. That is the uh, the the floating barriers and the razor wire and you know. I mean, they're doing everything, but, uh, you know, uh, I mean, flipping Dixie cups up where they're trying to stop this thing to invade in their state and destroying their freedoms down there in the state of Texas. And they're on the front lines of this thing and they're doing everything they can. And what is to play to the narrative, what you just said, here's what's even more shocking is the Biden administration is trying to stop them at every point they can they're suing them they just announced that they're suing they're suing the justice department is suing the state to protect their people how do you make this stuff up art yeah there's a lot to unpack from that statement just to put all of this into context as i mentioned before the uh southwest border is 1954 miles long about 1200 miles of that about two-thirds of that is in the state of texas it's the rio grande Uh, between the Gulf of Mexico and just west of El Paso, Texas. So the vast majority of the southwest border is Texas. Um, And the Texas Department of Public Safety, the Texas Military Department, under Governor Greg Abbott, starting back in March of 2021, implemented something called Operation Lone Star. Lone Star was originally intended by the state of Texas to supplement those border patrol agents I was talking about who aren't on the line, who are now clerk typists with guns and badges. So they they sent state troopers down there. They sent National Guard troops down there to, you know, round up those folks so that they could then pass them over to Border Patrol so that Border Patrol could process them. Fast forward to just before the end of Title 42 on May 11th, and the Texas Department of Public Safety started putting out concertina wire along the uh, Rio Grande in order to stop aliens from simply crossing the river. Uh, so we don't run out of time. I want to get to this big question now. Uh, everybody can understand and see the gravity of the problem we're dealing with. And I think everybody on all sides of the political aisle, can, because you can see the Democrat establishment too getting very uncomfortable. It, it's, at a, it's at a very crisis situation. But let's come back to that big question I asked you in the time we have here is important in the next moment or so. And what are the two biggest headlines are that you see that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? What are they, sir? Well, I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you two and they're alternatives. One is going to be 
the U.S. Congress reaches an agreement to secure the southwest border. And that's going to be a tough lift because there are a lot of uh, congressional Republicans, particularly in the House, who don't want to give one penny to the Biden administration until that border is secure. So we could be looking at a at a shutdown. The other one, uh, and this one is slightly more dire, is America gripped by terrorist attack. The Biden administration's policies right now, and, you know, I could go into the number of terrorists who have been apprehended at the southwest border, the 1.7 million people uh, who entered illegally who weren't caught. You know, this is a huge national security vulnerability, and this is exactly the scenario that the 9-11 Commission warned about when it issued its report back in 2000. Art, those are two amazing. I mean, those are unbelievable. Uh, Both, you say, uh, uh, wow, uh, they're eye-opening. Now, the first one, real brief here, but uh, so you think it's, and you can see the House sort of struggling right now in the Senate. You, You can sense that coming from Congress. They understand the gravity. They seem to. And so you think Democrats, Republicans are going to do something uh, on a significant level and push it up to the Biden administration to call them bluff, I guess. Is that what happens here, basically, or what? Yeah, I can see uh, us having a government shutdown. You know, it'll be one of those things where they're going to talk about veterans aren't going to get their benefits and old people aren't going to get their Social Security. But yeah, I mean, congressional Republicans understand the gravity of this situation. They're just wildly at odds with congressional Democrats, few of whom recognize it. So I think you're going to see, you know, potentially a government shutdown that could run a couple of weeks to a couple of months. That's big. That's big, big, big what you say there. And the second one, I believe, is in the pit of our of our stomachs and our souls actually here for many. And we have been reporting on this and I. I would love to uh, tell you you're out of your mind, but you're not um, the terrorist uh, point of view here. And with what's developing around the world, we can all sense we are sitting ducks right now and something is bound to happen. So that prediction is well noted here, Art, and we we shall see what the year brings. Let me uh, let me say uh, thank you, Art, for all your professionalism, your work, your details, everything you do. Uh, they are uh, so appreciate this, and uh, you've laid it out case in point really, really well. Uh, stay close by, and thank you, Art. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, let me hope that my first uh, prediction is the one that comes true. Amen. That would be well said. <laughs> so, Andrew Arthur, and uh, uh, you know, you just heard a lot there, friends, with the with, on immigration. Very, very well noted. We're going to jump next into the um, the foreign landscape with intel and um, uh, with intelligence experts in regards to what's happening around the world and the Middle East. Of course, we haven't done that yet, but we'll do that next and talk about predictions as well, dear friends. I just want to make you make sure you mention we've been talking about the new America Out Loud dot news, the new platform they had launched, of course, uh, just after the holidays. We're getting ready for a lot of exciting things here. But also remember, AmericaOutloud.shop is the place. A lot of people are struggling with their their health and concerns, especially in RS, the season of RSV and flus and things of that nature. It's a real problem. There are many ways to keep yourself healthy. We have a lot of them that our doctors talk about that are in the uh, our doctors and nurses, I should say, that are in the America Out Loud uh, dot shop store there. So take a look at those offers. They're all negotiated for our America Out Loud family of listeners and readers. Okay, friends, stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. 
Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are talking 2024, 2024 news predictions and uh, big stories that will happen this year. Uh, my fellow Americans, welcome back into the broadcast here. Uh, the first first broadcast uh, viewpoint this Sunday of the new year. A privilege to, uh, to have you with me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, stellar broadcast. We've had some fantastic conversation uh, about all the different things. But now we need to jump into... Uh, some uh, some international news uh, that is very relevant to what's happening here in America, even though some people don't see it that way. It clearly does. And uh, and we're going to start here in the Middle East is very, very important. We haven't talked about that. Uh, we'll do it with two great voices. You you know them well here. IQ Al-Razuli is here. He's an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author, analyst. Now, follows all of these geopolitical confrontations and surely the Middle East uh, very, very much. Uh, and Ilana Friedman is here indeed. She's a veteran intelligence analyst, uh, uh, deals with uh, all things terrorism, but wrote the books. On, uh, and both of these are great authors, by the way. All their books are in the bookstore. Uh, if you want to get educated on the problem, <laughs> go read Ilana and IQ's books in the America Out Loud bookstore, and you'll get it. And, of course, Alana wrote a lot of this stuff about Hamas, uh, care and the Muslim Brotherhood is one of her stories, in fact, and but uh, others as well. Um, Happy New Year, both of you. Welcome into the broadcast. And uh, I'm going to ask you both a question up front. We won't answer it now, but we'll come back at the end of the conversation and answer it. And I can only imagine what you'll say. Uh, but what are the two biggest headlines that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? It's a very big question, very thought-provoking question, and we'll come back to that here in moments here. Now, let's uh, start with, I'd like to do things a little differently here. 
And I'd like to start, IQ, we'll bring you right on here, and I'd like to give you each a minute to talk to listeners and open this dialogue up. And let's give uh, an assessment of what's going on right now in the Middle East confrontation in regards to Israel, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, that whole, you know, take a minute and give us the lay of the land as you see it right now, IQ. Well, my, my view is very simple. The Western world, especially the Christian Western world, left Israel of seven to eight million Jews to defend Western civilization. I find that really very strange. After all, I come from Iraq. I know exactly what the background of the Muslim thought is. I know exactly what Arabs think. I grew up there. I survived there. I came to Europe, whereby I had more freedoms to express my points of view, like I'm doing on your show. If the, you know, if the West they think that they are going to be able to survive Islamic resurgence, they are mistaken and mistaken very badly. Wow. wow. If they don't stand up now, and don't talk him now, not tomorrow, not day after tomorrow, I'm talking about now, mm-hmm. your future is sealed, gone. That's my opinion. Okay. For starting 2024. Yeah, that is a hell of an opening remark, I'll tell you. But it's a very interesting point you make about uh, looking at it, really, that's the way to sometimes look at these things up at uh, really uh, 50,000 feet for you there uh, and looking at the problem uh, and the fact that they're wrestling with saving Western civilization just tells, should tell everybody the gravity of the fight. Uh, Ilana Friedman, let's do the same opening remarks, please, on right now, what is the state of affairs here uh, in the Middle East, please? Well, the war in the Middle East, Malcolm, is very messy, and it's likely to get far more messy before it's over. Uh, And it's not likely to be over soon. Originally, we thought it might be over quickly. It won't be. And it's it's going to take a long time, and it's spreading. It's proliferating to uh, uh, Lebanon. It's gone to the Red Sea, to Yemen, and clearly it's all emanating from Iran. So this is... um, and now what we're having is an, a, a the uh, expansion of the war from Lebanon. Uh, this is this is a challenge to civilization. This is not just a local war in the Middle East. We are we are seeing the the breakdown of civilization in Europe in America, where we have riots on the streets and and uh, the virulent anti-Semitism. Uh, this is this is something that is very much like Europe in the 1930s before the Nazis uh, declared war on okay. the world. Okay, all right. I mean, that's a, it's a very interesting opening remarks, Alana, that you say and state in the... So you're talking about a wider conflict here, basically. Let me talk to you and stay with you a moment now as we open up the broadcast, Alana. I want to talk to you about this. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports, of course, that uh, one of the biggest uh, barrages uh, coming into um, Israel uh, from the north, from Lebanon, uh, Hezbollah, just happened on a Saturday, if you will. And this is where the militants launched over 40 rockets, uh, uh, pretty significant, uh, toward Israel right there. Uh, Now, the reports are the risk, of course, is pretty clear that this thing, as you just stated, with the Red Sea, things that happened with Iran, it is widening. Uh, Secretary of State uh, Doofus, I mean, Anthony Blinken, uh, is uh, out there uh, doing a tap dance 
uh, trying to figure out what's exactly happening. He's been all over the place, including Istanbul on Friday night and um, now throughout multiple countries here in the Middle East, uh, trying to de-escalate. Is the word they're using, Ilan, is de-escalation. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be that way because they know their red lines don't mean anything because they just talk and they don't, they, it's not peace through strength. It's lay down and screw us over, basically. Uh, so what do you think with this Hezbollah thing in the north? Is this uh, the widening? What's the Yes, the, it is. What's the danger? On, on Saturday morning, uh, <laughs> the, there were more than 60 rockets uh, that were blown into Israel. And by the way, if I could correct you, uh, without offending you, I would not be calling them militants. I'd be calling them terrorists, which is what. <laughs> okay, good. Um, good. Okay, um, it, this this is proliferating. Uh, what happened was that the second in command in Hamas was sitting in Beirut, and a, um, yeah. a, a there was an explosion in the building, and he was killed. And and um, the head of Hezbollah, uh, Hassan Nasrallah has warned Israel on Friday that his group will respond, re respond swiftly, as he says, on the battlefield to the killing of their second-in-command. And uh, that is what we saw on Saturday morning, was the beginning of this onslaught. Now, Hezbollah has... A, I, the last count that I heard was 150,000, not rockets, but missiles aimed mm -hmm. at Israel. And uh, we have not seen them yet, but I I think uh, if this war widens, we will see a a a much stronger uh, attack by uh, from Lebanon and possibly Syria uh, into Israel. And Israel is going to. They say they're ready, uh, but this is going to expand the war for Israel and make it much harder for them to succeed. Yeah, well, that point is why initially, in my opinion, and IQ, I'd like you to answer all of this next here, please, but uh, that's why initially the United States sent out the, the ships and the message out uh, to the Mediterranean on that whole area was uh, because of this point uh, on the early days of this uh, problem was that it could uh, blow up here uh, to send the message supposedly to the others, but they kept still trying to pinprick things, uh, disrupt the, the waterways and everything else. Here's what I want to ask you, IQ. In regards to Lebanon and Hezbollah and the uh, what uh, Ilana was just talking about, uh, Hezbollah is a lot more sophisticated, it appears, what they have available than Hamas. Uh, their tunnels are more sophisticated. Their weaponry is more sophisticated. They've been very quiet and lying back. Uh, it's like the sleeping giant as they do. Now, if they strike all at once and now they've pissed each other off, basically, uh, does this escalate to that point? And is really, in your opinion, Israel able to ward without any severity of, of uh, you know, taking that the, the brutal assault from coming over here? Can they legitimately iq i'm talking about defend that or does the u.s get involved at that point and with those military what happens please in your opinion first of first of all hezbollah is a terrorist organization which taken over lebanon mm -hmm. yeah hezbollah is not the lebanese people hezbollah is a shia terrorist organization that have taken over christian europe and christian lebanon Yep. and reduced it into a slave state. 
So let's get this straight. It's not a sovereign state. Lebanon is not a sovereign state. Lebanon has been hijacked and taken by Hezbollah, a terrorist organization. Now, I repeated a million times on your show. When push comes to shove, Israel will not be able to defend itself against 150,000 missiles. No, not even America can do that. No country on earth can do that. They will have to resort to nuclear weapons. I keep repeating it. Nobody is listening. No, we're listening just fine here, sir. We hear you loud and clear. Uh, yes, but so, I'm talking uh, about the, the people who should be counted. Well, uh, they got their head up their backside. We get it. We get it. But no, we are listening and we hear you. Now, go further with that threat that you just say, IQ. So they at have, that point, what happens, please? Well, Pandora's box is open. Okay. End of civilization. Because I'm predicting that in 2024, Iran will have several nuclear weapons active immediately in 2024, the next maybe three months. So we are not talking about years in the future. We are talking instant. And unless America acts, though I don't like the, the idea that America is defending Israel. America is not defending Israel. America is defending its own interests in the Middle East. Right. That's very important. It is important. Israel, yes, because Israel is defending herself. She's at war on seven fronts. Seven. America was at war with two fronts, and America is a productive giant. They produce, what was it, 120,000 aircraft? Yeah. Israel cannot do that. Yeah. It's a small country, 7 million, 8,000 square miles. Seven, people, seven countries attacking her at the same time. Yeah. And they expect Israel not to damage civilians. What civilians? You know, in Iraq, in my country, when the American people, when American soldiers took over Iraq, immediately the Iraqi people rose up against Saddam Hussein. When they speak ceasefire and uh, innocent civilians, they have no innocent civilians. Ilana, let me get over to Ilana here a moment now and ask you, with what IQ lays out there, very simple, I want to stay on this point here now, um, with, with Hezbollah and all that we're talking about. Can we assume, Ilana, that here, here's the crux I want listeners to understand. Normally, and oh, it brings me to an interesting point. Normally, you don't do this kind of thing if it means the end of your life. Normally, that's a normal situation for human beings. However, can I assume at this point, or should we assume, that that uh, the, the Hezbollah and Iran, um, because he's a proxies, that they darn well know that if they do what we just said they do, that Israel, they that they would know Israel's got to come back with that, and they would be willing to take that hit for their mission and agenda, and whatever it happens, whatever that spark creates. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, you know, I don't know because uh, I, I think what what um, uh, IQ has said about what's coming down the road is something that everybody should listen to and take very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. We are heading to something that we have never seen. It's going to be a global war, but we have technology that we didn't have in 1940. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, the, the, the war that's coming is going to be so, so horrible that we, and the, the problem is that the people who make the decisions for countries are are not paying attention to this and don't maybe don't care or don't take it seriously 
or think that they are on top of it and that maybe we'll suffer, you know, the rest of us, but they won't because they're the elite. IQ, you sent me a message, an email overnight that I thought was profound. And I want people to hear this. I, I, I want people to hear this question you put out there. It just captures this moment. Let me let me say the point in the question first, okay? Yeah. Uh, this was a profound point you sent me. And you said, Malcolm, I checked the internet for an answer, but could find none. And you said, and I quote, how can one defeat an enemy that is willing not only to sacrifice its own life, but also the lives of its own children, females, and all they own to achieve their goal, which was the essence of what I just put out there with Alana when I talked about Hezbollah itself and what might happen. You then said, if you can think of an answer, please share it with me. Well, this gets to the battle. This gets to the point of the battle, right, that we're talking about, that most people are glossing over and not really truly understanding, thinking this is just another little conflict in the Middle East. But that point you gave some serious thought to, and said, how do you defend against that? And it really is quite the challenge, isn't it, brother? It is. In fact, it's remarkable that I said it to you just before the interview, because I knew this case would come up. You see, the Western mind, after 1,400 years, yeah. still does not understand that to achieve Sharia dominance on earth, Muslims will sacrifice everything. They don't care about a million children dead. Right. They don't care about a million women dead. For as long as at the end of the rainbow, the whole of humanity submits to Sharia. What are the two biggest headlines that will have the greatest impact on Americans in 2024? IQ, go first, please. Tell me what those two biggest headlines are with the greatest impact the, this year. The first one will be Iran has the atom bombs and ready to use them. Okay. The second one, Trump wins the nomination. Well, your prediction of the second one was actually reported on at the top of this broadcast with one of the most brilliant political minds in our country. And uh, it was reported on at the top of this broadcast what you just said, by the way, IQ. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. The, yeah, it's you'll hear it back in the broadcast. And the first one. Uh, and the uh, the other one, rather, uh, is very interesting that you make as well with the atom bomb and so on and so forth. Okay, stay right there, Ilana Friedman. What are your two biggest points, please? Well, I'm I'm I very much agree with uh, IQ. The first one that I said was the outcome of the 2024 presidential election, uh, because I I am of the belief that if everything works the way it should, uh, Donald Trump will not only win the nomination, he'll win the election. And that will be in 2024. So you predict that as well. Okay, what's the second thing? Yeah, my second one is that it, I'll go beyond what IQ said. I believe we're going to have a global, we're, uh, the conflicts around the world, the, the Ukraine-Russia conflict and the Middle East conflict are going to explode to be a global war. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.